Good morning, lovely people of the planet. I guess the earth stands still tomorrow and Santa has been eating psychedelic mushrooms. Hey, good morning, lovely people of the planet. I'm Jeff O. This is the morning ride pedal powered podcast where I talk through how I'm working to evolve as a filmmaker, poet, and human being. Oh yeah, and I love riding a bicycle. How you guys doing out there this morning? Thanks for letting me join you on the ride. How you feeling this holiday season? This day before solstice. Wow, man, I love the winter holidays. There's something about winter that just suits me. I love the, uh, I love the introspection. I think I've, I think we've talked about that a little bit. The introspective nature of it. I love that. I love the uh, coming togetherness. Hey, good morning. I love the coming togetherness of people. There is a particular, I don't know, spirit of conviviality among us at winter solstice. Obviously our brothers and sisters down there in the southern hemisphere are celebrating summer solstice right now. But I've been reading this great book and it's called Winter Solstice. (laughs) And guess what it's about? (laughs) You wouldn't believe it. It's about winter solstice. But it's by a guy named... uh, what, something Matthews, and it's a fantastic book. It goes into, it's not scientific at all, but like mythology and folklore around different traditions and peoples around the world, really. A lot of it centers on Northern Hemisphere cultures and people, but about the ways that we celebrate solstice and uh, Christmas not so much Hanukkah because there's evidently, and I don't know anything to you guys, but what I've been reading is there's not so much of a uh, solar inclination in the uh, Judaic traditions of winter holidays, which I find interesting because, you know, Judaism's been around, folks have been around a long time. And uh, what I love about solstice and about these stories is that most of them come from thousands and thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, even some of the newer ones, which I cannot wait to tell you about. I saw Santa eating psychedelic mushrooms. (laughs) One of the things that's interesting to me about solstice is it comes from the Latin solstetit which literally means to stand still. And if you if you go out and check out the sunrise and watch the sun, especially but like here in Idaho, it's pretty dramatic. I remember in Anchorage, the, uh, the sun on solstice, you just see it cruise across the horizon, east to west. At noon, it was uh, straight up dead south. You'd face south to see the sun on the horizon. 
man, I love solstice up there. When you live in a place like Alaska that's so far north, you really feel the physicality of, of winter because <laughs> it's for reals. But you also, I, I really felt the physicality of like, like my position on a planet within a solar system, which brings me back to the, where the original Latin name the solstice came from, which is to stand still. Because what the early the folks thought was that the sun wasn't moving around the earth. Because it would just travel that fairly straight line along the horizon. Hey, good morning on your left here, brother. So the name solstice predates our knowledge of the fact that the sun doesn't revolve around the earth. <laughs> the earth revolves around the sun. Isn't that fascinating? So let me see if I can break this down. This gets uh, pretty uh, abstract pretty quickly. What the? So back in the old days, people thought that people were the reason that everything happened people thought that their perspective was a solid point um, in time and space, that, that what they saw was real and fixed, right? So I'm standing here looking at the sun, seeing that it moves across the sky, so the sun must be revolving around me, right? So that was the old way of thinking. So on solstice, what happens is because the sun is so low in the horizon, a winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, the sun barely rises above the horizon and then it just cruises along the horizon, cruises southward because it's the tilt of the earth. Oh man, I don't know how to describe this. This is why pictures are so important. But basically, if you watch the sun today, tomorrow, and the next day, watch as it just barely clears the horizon, and it pretty much stays the same height. Once the sun rises, which happens very fast, the sun stays at the same height in the sky, and then it sets really fast. So back in the old days, people thought, oh my God, as the sun is revolving around the earth, it's standing still, you know, because it's not moving up and down. It's just moving side to side. That's that's a better way to describe it. So I was fascinated to learn that that's where the name comes from, was back in the old days when we thought that the sun revolved around us. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> Love these tunnels, man. Ah. Uh. Man, it is a beautiful morning. It's about 35 degrees, which is a great temperature for biking to work. Hit the wall. Oh, oh man, that was tiny. Oh, let's get, there we go. <laughs> With the uh, studded tires, I don't push my luck because they, uh, on that smooth concrete on the wall, they, don't, they slide a little bit. So like wheels sliding out from under you is not a good thing on a bicycle. 
that's just how it is. Hey, good morning on your left. Hey, good morning, man. So it's just after eight o'clock. Sun's just coming up over the horizon here. Bursting through all these clouds. It's a beautiful morning here in Boise. I love winter, but I'm glad it's not 11 degrees, man. That's, that's chilly. I don't mind it, but I like this 30 degree weather, winter. So anyway, a lot of the uh, solstice traditions, early solstice traditions, revolved around people thinking that, for one, the sun was revolving around them, but that at the solstice time, they were afraid that the sun was going to go away. They felt like they were not in a relationship with it, or that they were not doing what the sun wanted, or what the gods wanted. And so a lot of the pagan rituals that became Christian rituals, that became all kinds of religious rituals, stem from this fact that that we simply didn't know that we're not the center of the universe, which I think is really, really fascinating. And so now that we are learning that we're not the center of the universe, why have we dropped all these traditions? I mean, I'm reading this book, the Matthews book. I think it's John Matthews, Winter Solstice. And he's talking about how, you know, we celebrate Christmas and the winter holidays as the holiday itself. It's just that, that many times that's all it is. Some sort of cultural habit. Anyway, I'm fascinated by that. I love solstice. I love trying to consider what it must have been like to be among those early peoples thinking that, man, I got I to gotta live my life differently. I got to do something differently. I got to talk to the divine differently because my life depends on them giving me the sun. You know? Wow! I love that idea. I love that idea that while the universe does not revolve around me, then I have to be in a relationship with it in order for it to sustain me. Well, Jeffrey, I like what you're saying, man. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> hey, you guys, thanks so much for letting me ride with you in battle. This is the first day of season three. The seasons are basically just kind of different steps in the evolution of this podcast. It's more important to me than it is to you guys, I'm sure. doesn't matter, but the thing that I love is that now I can say, well, starting at season three, we kind of get a real feel for what it is. So the last four episodes, since Thanksgiving, where I got to ride with my mom one day and got to ride, be a part of my dad's ride the next day for the next episode, I really learned something from that. Jennifer taught me something, told me something. I was like, yeah, it's not just about my ride. I'm not the center of my ride. I'm not center of the ride. Definitely not the center of the morning ride. So in a week, we're going to have another very special guest, someone that has helped me develop this podcast. Molly, thank you very much. Very excited to get to be a part of her ride next Thursday. So look forward to that. Also, thank you guys so much. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you letting me ride with you. How much I appreciate 
that in the last six months, by the way, um, the first episode I posted was June 18, which is, of course, three days before summer solstice. So six months, 70 episodes. And uh, today is episode, the 71st episode. And uh, man, I'm getting a lot out of this. I hope you are. Hey, did you know that you can subscribe to this on Google Play or Stitcher and iTunes? Yeah, you can get them all there. By the way, I also do a, uh, I send out an email every two weeks, every other Thursday. A lot of the same kind of content, but it's more uh, about books and arts and culture, fascinations that I find on the web. Got the idea from my friend Chris up in Anchorage. We worked together and we called him the Digital Sherpa, I think is what we called him. Because he was always sending stuff around the office. Hey, you got to check out this video. Hey, you got to check out this article. So, Chris, thank you, brother. I hope that you and your family are having a lovely holiday season. And, dude, I cannot tell you thank you enough for sending me this video that I'm going to tell you about right now. But you're going to have to go to my website to get the link to it because, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't show you a, a video with audio. That's just the way audio works. You can't watch a video with your ears. You can't. Anyway, it's a fascinating video about one of the Santa Claus traditions and where Santa Claus may have come from. You know, we've also got, you know, Saint Nick, who was what? He was a, a priest or a monk, what, oh, a few hundred years ago. Hey, good morning. He was a priest for a month, about, I don't know, I don't remember his time, folks. Hey, good morning. There's are people running, jogging, whatever it is. We don't jog anymore, do we? We all run now. Hey. It takes the same amount of energy, but we just say it differently. Actually, I'm sorry, that sounds like I'm making fun of the whole thing. I'm not. I don't enjoy running a whole lot. I enjoy the feeling I have right after running, Yep, I like that. By the way, what are you guys doing to stay healthy this season? Well, I'm already on campus. I gotta get to the psychedelic Santa. <laughs> so, one of the things I do is ride a bike every day. That's one of the things I love about it. It's all part of it now for me. So I don't think of it like, oh, I gotta get on my bike because I'm gonna be healthier or something like that. It's just like, I just love being on the bike. So I get on the bike. What's your thing? What's the thing that you love to do? How does that connect you with the sun? Put you in relationship with the solar system, with the peoples, with all the geese and ducks around you. We got a lot of geese and ducks here along the, our riparian environments along the Boise River. So, check my website for the link for this video that uh, my buddy Chris sent me. So, Back in the olden days, there's a group of folks in the Arctic regions of Scandinavia called the Sami people. That's what they call themselves. We call them Laplanders. We, the white people. Um, they inhabit Greenland, parts of Iceland, the Faroe Islands, northern Scandinavia. Um, a lot of reindeer herders, fishers, fisher people. 
and uh, one of their old, old, old folklore, uh, well, I mean, I guess it actually happened, but part of their old fo their fo folklore, part of their old traditions was that in the winter, their shaman would ride around dispensing wisdom, maybe medicines, healing, um, you know, hey, how do, we, how do I help? The shaman would travel around learning things, and as the shaman traveled around learning things, he would then share those things with all the Sami people. One of the traditions for their more spiritual and esoteric rituals was in the winter, <laughs> he traveled by sleigh pulled by reindeer, okay? You see, you see where this is headed? No, you don't. No, you don't. You can't imagine where this is headed. So that's part of it. The other thing is that Santa would get to the homes of the Laplander folks. They uh, lived in tents, and when it would snow and dump snow on their tents, of course, they had to go in and out through the smoke hole in the center, like, you know, the chimney. So the shaman would pull up on his reindeer-driven sled, sleigh, and drop down the chimney. And he would pull out the Amanita muscaria, which is a red and white, the red and white, the famous red and white mushrooms that, you know, you hear with garden gnomes, Mario. You know, it's the, the red mushroom cap with the uh, white dots. So Santa would pull out a mushroom and, eat, uh, sorry, the shaman <laughs> would pull out a mushroom and eat it. And what the Sami people believed is that when he ate this highly psychoactive, oh, and by the way, they're highly toxic. Don't eat them. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, unless you know how. <laughs> um, and don't think you know how. A lot of people die eating them because it's a tricky mushroom, evidently. I've never... I've never. I'm interested, though. Yes. So Santa, or gosh, <laughs> I'm not doing that on purpose, you guys. I really am getting confused. So the shaman would eat. Um, I'm slowing down because I'm already on campus. But this is too great a story to to uh, to, to shut up uh, for me to shut up. So Santa, and plus, it's there's we're getting into the construction. So the shaman would eat the mushroom. The Sami people believed that once the shaman ate it, that he looked like a mushroom. So that is, he ended up looking like he was red, dressed in red and white, right? Like the Amanita muscaria. It's also called the fly agaric because it keeps flies away. Fascinating. They grow all over the forest floor in Mountain View, Alaska, in our neighborhood where we'd go running in the mornings, you know? In the summers, you had to dodge the black bears. And in the falls and spring, in the fall and spring, they're everywhere. God, what I know now. So the shaman would take the mushroom and he would say, he would enter a trance because it's a psychoactive, highly psychoactive mushroom, psychedelic mushroom. He would enter a trance and he would tell the people that, hey, I'm visiting your loved ones or I'm going down to the underworld to get wisdom. Well, at some point in the ceremony, depending on what kind of healing the shaman was bringing to them, the shaman would actually urinate and 
the people could drink the shaman's urine, which was still highly psychoactive but had none of the toxins. You know, his liver was taking care of the toxic parts for them. And then, later on, they would go out and pee, and guess what? Their reindeer would eat the yellow snow. <laughs> God. Okay, I'm, I'm inferring some things here. You've got to go to my website to get a link to this video. Basically, another thing that they discovered, have discovered, even recently, is that particularly the male reindeer seek out the Amanita muscaria mushrooms even when it's covered in snow, you know, like an early fall, and they will eat them. And one of the side effects of consuming, ingesting this mushroom, is that um, you feel like you're flying. So, so let me put it this way. There's a video on my website that you've got to go see. I'm, I'm not trying to get you to go to my website so much as I'm trying to share this story with you because it is freaking fantastic. And I love, I love it again how all these traditions have evolved into the, you know, the Santa Claus character that we know today. How the, the, the bringing of not physical gifts with the Sammy shaman, but then Saint Nick, the, uh, the monk or the priest, how he actually brought gifts um, to the different, uh, oh, good grief, what are they called? Where boys and girls hang out, Catholic church, uh, not monasteries. Ah, forgetting the word. Wow, the sun is just creeping along the horizon. It's fully up, but uh, yeah, it's just creeping along straight line this morning. How cool is that? Anyway, I love how all these traditions have evolved into the Santa Claus that we have today. And so, I believe in Santa more today than I ever have. And I love knowing that, that there are shamans, that part of these Santa tradition involves Santa and psychedelic mushrooms, man. But you know I got a thing for mushrooms in general. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, I got a thing for mushrooms, man. I love them. Key to health. I'm talking about like chaga and reishi and shiitakes mostly here, folks. Not the psycho, psycho mushrooms. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for joining me on this ride. I do highly recommend you checking out that video. Thank you, Chris, for sharing that with me, brother. Uh, folks, I hope that you're having a great holiday season. Um, you know, if you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. Of course, your bicycle can be whatever your thing is. Maybe you're a business person and uh, your thing is starting new businesses or helping other people start new businesses. We appreciate folks like you because there's some of us that don't have a clue about that. And maybe you're a scientist and you're doing sciencey things. That's, that's good stuff too because we're finding out through studies that, uh, you know, mushrooms actually are extremely beneficial to our health. So uh, if you like riding a bicycle, if you love riding a bicycle, get out on a bicycle. And folks, remember, this really is the only ride we get.